Future Europe. Framtidens Europa. Europa Futura. Europa Europa. L'Europe du futur. Future Europe. And I name him. Independence. May God bless and protect her. So here's a pub quiz question for you, Matt. That was Dalia Gruskaita. And I'm I'm not even going to ask you who she is. Oh, she's the president of Lithuania, of course. Ah, exactly. Just for another couple of weeks, uh, as her final term is coming to an end, by the way. But the question is, who or what did she name independence? Mm, uh, a cat? Cats are pretty independent. I know of at least one other head of government who has a cat. Mm, no. Um, I know. You said, what did she name independence? And she said she's naming her independence. That must mean it's a ship. Ships get female pronouns. But why independence? Is it part of Lithuania's navy to preserve the country's independence? You are correct in that it was a ship, but it's not a navy vessel. And it's not even a common ship. It's a floating liquefied natural gas storage and regasification unit. Mm. It's giving Lithuania a completely new source of energy. And that's what we'll be talking about in today's episode. Various developments in Europe in how we produce and save energy. Ah, that's right. Today's episode is called How Will We Keep Ourselves Warm in the Future? The Future Europe podcast series aims to give you a look into the future we will live in by showing you innovative things that are being done already today. Things done by companies, public sector organizations, and nonprofits. The projects we'll talk about have been selected for financing by the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. Mm, so they are all taxpayer financed? Yeah, no, the projects are mostly financed not with grants, but with loans. So the project gets a low interest loan and the money is paid back so that the European Investment Bank can use it again to invest in another project. That sounds like a, a great deal, actually. But before we get into some of these fascinating developments, I do have a request. A request? You want me to play something by Kylie Minogue? Sorry, I don't do requests on this show. No, a request to our listeners. And since, like Matt said, you're, we're not even using taxpayer money for these projects, we're not asking you for money. But... We are asking you to please subscribe to Future Europe on iTunes, on the Google Podcast Player, Acast, Stitcher, Player FM, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, really. We have so many more episodes in store, which you will not want to miss, and uh, this way you'll get them all. And also, please review us so that other listeners can find the episodes you like. And one final thing, tell us whether you agree or not, or what you think the future will be like. I am on Twitter at EIBMatt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T, and Alar is at Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. Now, let's turn up the heat. Absolutely. Here is Mindaugas Yusius, CEO of Klaipedos Nafta, operator of oil and liquefied natural gas, or LNG terminals, explaining the situation Lithuania found itself in. In 2010-12, the price of uh, natural gas in our country was the highest in Europe, which illustrated uh, very clearly our dependence on a single monopoly gas provider. Initial need 
for LNG import terminal came to build an alternative source of supply. Three years uh, have passed and we see that this terminal is creating very tangible commercial value from its commercial operations. So until not long ago, Lithuania was dependent on Russia pumping natural gas into the country through a pipeline. There was no competition, mostly because unless you have a direct pipeline into a country, it is difficult to transport gas. But I assume the solution was not to build a bunch of different pipelines into Lithuania. You're right. Natural gas can be liquefied and regassed. And liquid gas can be shipped into this floating terminal that they built. DIB lent Kleipedas Nafta 73 million euros to get the terminal working. Here's the captain of Independence explaining it. Okay, I'm Domago Mishkovic, uh, captain of uh, FSRU Independence. Vessel is basically is everything. It's an LNG tanker, it's a storage and a factory. It's a kind of floating rigas unit. It means uh, like in old fashion that you have a terminals ashore. This is the floating solution. It's cheaper one. It's uh, cost efficient and uh, less impact on environment and surrounding. I see. And this is why it was named Independence, because it makes them less dependent on one provider of gas. Exactly. And as you see, the future isn't necessarily all flying cars and self-tying shoelaces. It's sometimes about solving very practical issues around sustainable quality of life. Like insulating 450 apartment buildings in Bucharest, the capital of Romania, another project that the European Investment Bank financed. Here's the European Investment Bank's energy efficiency engineer, Philip van der Putte, summing it up. The thermal rehabilitation in the sector 2 of Bucharest concerns the renovation of old buildings which were built under the Soviet regime. These buildings are characterized by high level of standardization. However, they are not comfortable as they are not insulated. So that's where we as a bank got involved. What was most fascinating about this project was that it turns out that buildings get sick. Their health deteriorates when they get older. Ah, yes, I think I've seen that. Some buildings actually sprout some strange things growing out of them, like pigeon coops and things. The buildings in Bucharest had those too, which had to be removed. But Katalin Ungo, another engineer working on the project, explains better what it means when buildings get sick. Why is this program important? Well, the focus of the European Union, and of Romania in particular, is on solving energy poverty. 20% of the households in Romania can't afford to heat their homes to an acceptable level. We're also facing the problem of the so-called sick buildings, old apartment blocks dating back 40 to 50 years that have developed mould on walls and causing wastage through inefficient utility systems like water pipes, heating systems and so on. Through this programme, we're improving the situation for such buildings and their households, so it's very important for it to continue, but also important that it complies with European rules and directives. He also describes specifically what they did with the buildings. On the technical side, the buildings are coated in either polystyrene or mineral wool, depending on their height. Work has also been done on insulating and replacing the windows and making sure everything is waterproof. We're also working on improving heating installations, hot water provision, and on the electrical systems in the communal areas. The impressive thing is that they estimated the works would save the tenants 30 to 40% on their heat and energy bills. 
but the actual savings in some of the buildings have been 50 to 60 percent. That's great for the people living in those apartments, but it's also great for everyone else because that means those buildings are using proportionally less energy, therefore producing less greenhouse gas emissions. Yes, it's interesting to see how that in order to protect the environment and reduce our climate footprint, you need to emphasize the financial incentives to the people or companies. This was the experience of another project of Commercnibanka in the Czech Republic, through whom the European Investment Bank wanted to make small investments into increasing energy efficiency. Here's Drarumi Romzarova from the Commercnibanka telling us about their experience trying to market the support. We prepared uh, some uh, leaflets stating uh, how much money uh, you need for the investment, how long is payback period, and what are the energy savings. Because uh, clients uh, usually don't look uh, on their needs from the environmental point of view, but mostly from economic point of view. They are not able to imagine what kind of project could bring uh, energy Savings. This was a joint initiative between the European Commission, under what's called the LIFE program, and the European Investment Bank, and it was called Private Finance for Energy Efficiency, supporting small energy efficiency projects in different fields. But in some instances, the incentive has to be there both from the supply side and the demand side, that's from the clients. Yes. One of the companies that became involved in this loan was a laundry company, Lucia Fialova, who heads it, talks about how the initiative to provide more energy-efficient solutions in how they do their laundry came from one of their large clients. We get the opportunity to come with a new idea in Hospital Motel, which is one of the biggest uh, hospitals in Central Europe, to provide uh, some EPC projects, energy performance contra- contracting, it's based on save, saving energy, so it means that there were some machines which were not uh, that effective. And uh, our idea was that we can reduce the technology and we can also reduce the energy consumption. So we uh, spoke to our bank, well, well, our bank is Commercial Bank here in the Czech Republic, uh, who offers us uh, that uh, we can uh, get some, some subvention of the interest rate from the EIB. So I can get my apartment to use less energy and use less energy also for my laundry. Does that mean I will have more energy? Mm, I'm not sure that's how it works. But I definitely think we should stop using low energy as an insult. It should be a good thing. But, but even if I won't have more energy, I should have more money, right? From, from all the savings on energy. So I can buy more stuff. Uh huh. So you need to tune into our next episode coming out right after Easter, where we talk about how we'll pay for things in the future. But in the meantime, listen to previous episodes of Future Europe and subscribe to make sure you get the new ones when they are released. You can subscribe to this on the Google Podcast app, on the Apple Podcast app, on iTunes. And, and other apps such as Acast and Stitcher. And review us so that other people can find us. You can also be in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at EIB Matt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T. And Alar is at Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. I wonder what else you could liquefy besides natural gas.
Well, there's always finance. Some financial assets are deemed to be more liquid than others. Mm, and that's because it's easy to move them around, to buy them or sell them. The same with gas. It's easier to market it in liquid form. All this talk of liquids is making me thirsty. And uh, coffee, I'm pretty sure, provides energy as well. Let's go. Transmitem de la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. Desde el Banco Europeo de Inversiones. From the European Investment Bank.